As you leave your yoga class, you begin chatting up a woman who attends every week. You two continue your conversation into the parking lot and hang there for 20 minutes, talking about everything from your newest Netflix obsession to trading book recommendations and surprisingly a little bit about politics. She seems cool and you find yourself thinking, I'd like to get to know her better. After exchanging numbers, you tell her, I'll text you tomorrow to figure out a time when we can meet up for coffee or something. She smiles and waves her hand dismissively. Oh, don't worry. I'm such a low-maintenance friend. If we get around to hanging out, that's fine. But if not, that's cool too. You say, okay. Smile politely and get into your car. Confused. Low-maintenance friend? What does that even mean? She couldn't care less if you guys hung out? Are you high-maintenance for actually wanting to link up next week? People on social media have been talking about low-maintenance friendships for the past few months, and you never gave it much thought. Is this what that is? And then you spend the rest of the evening overthinking about whether or not to reach out, per usual. It's happening more often lately, and as the low-maintenance friendship idea gains more popularity, you could imagine, I have thoughts. After a brief hiatus, the Friend Forward podcast is back in action to tackle this trend. On today's episode, we'll explore the different definitions of a low-maintenance friend, reasons people like claiming the label, and four questions to ask yourself to see if low-maintenance friendships are really for you. And as always, you'll want to stay until the very end to get this week's homework. So let's get into it. This is Friend Forward, the podcast. And if you're having girl problems, I got you. I'm your host, Danielle Byer-Jackson, a friendship coach, speaker, and author. And when it comes to the joys, complexities, and misconceptions surrounding female friendship, I am here to help you through it. So there's a phrase that's becoming increasingly popular on social media. Low maintenance friend. Have you seen it? It's used to describe somebody who's stress-free to be around, don't require a lot of effort, generally just an, an easy pal, right? And it's a nice sentiment, the idea of somebody that you can be yourself with and you don't have to do much to maintain it. I get it. We don't want to be in something where we feel pressured to perform and where there's this expectation that we might not be able to meet. Who wants to feel pushed and prodded and burdened by responsibility? No thanks. The idea of the low maintenance friend seems to vary slightly from person to person, but a few staples that I've identified include someone you don't speak to every day, someone who doesn't expect to hang out often, someone with whom you never have these disagreements, someone who's easy to please. And on the surface, these traits do sound like the recipe for a hassle-free friendship. But, and yes, I'm aware of how cliche this sounds, you tend to get from friendships what you put into them. But is there really such thing as low-maintenance friendships? More specifically, is there such thing as satisfying low-maintenance friendships? Because I hear low-maintenance friendships described as things that you don't have to totally invest in much, but they still give you something. I hear them described as somebody you don't call every day, but you know they'll still be there if you need them. We want this sense of security in our friendships without having to work for it. But if you want something that will offer security that you don't have to think about every day, you're describing an insurance policy. Is that what you want? I also hear about how there are friends who only speak to each other like twice a year. And then when they do, they pick right up, you know, where they left off. I know the feeling personally, but what you're speaking to there is chemistry. 
And if you want an annual feel-good event, go to a music festival. And, uh, okay, so maybe I'm being too pushy, I'll admit. And normally, I try to share both perspectives on a tricky friendship issue, and I don't want to vilify either side. I try to remain diplomatic and equip you objectively with evidence-based strategies and considerations to keep in mind as you make the decision that's best for you. But with this particular subject, I get fired up. And when I speak on it, it is unequivocal. So hear me clearly. We often forget that friendship is a relationship and any relationship of importance requires effort. Just like a romantic relationship or a strong family bond, friendship requires time, effort, and investment. Satisfying and fulfilling relationships where we feel connected and we have the freedom to be fully ourselves requires a little trying from time to time. But if we're viewing friendship as a fun, problem-free source of refuge and recreation, we don't know how to respond when conflict arises or when things become challenging. So before adopting the low-maintenance philosophy, I'll give you two things to consider. First, is there any part of you that wants to claim low-maintenance friendship as a way of absolving yourself from responsibility? Like, do you say that you want low-maintenance friendships because you don't want to have to do much? No one can really keep you accountable if you front load your relationships by saying that you don't want much and therefore can't be expected to give much. Uh, just a thought. My second question, if you're like considering adopting uh, this, this mentality, are you trying to avoid being perceived as clingy or demanding for voicing your actual needs and expectations? Do you secretly desire more than what you're getting, but you fear if you say it, you'll be too much? That your love is too great, your expectations too high, your needs too burdensome. If so, are you ready to join the low-maintenance gang and give up the yearning that you have for more, for fear that you won't find it, or for fear that you'll be misunderstood if you speak on what you require? Just a thought. Now, if you've already joined the low-maintenance friendship gang, three questions for you. Is it the exception or the rule? Is your friendship in a low-maintenance season because people are busy and they're going through situations like grad school or they have young dependent little children or, you know, temporarily having this really intense job thing or whatever, and you've accepted that this relationship will have to subsist on a little text here or there that will keep the pulse until you can come up for air? Because that's one thing. It's the exception to the rule of needing a continual care and investment because that's what your circumstances allow right now. When you say low maintenance friendship, are you referring to a season where you're allowed to give a little because you know what each person has going on? Is that the exception or the rule for all of your friendships at all times? The second thought I have for you is, is this for everybody or for just some people? Because For some of y'all who are using that language, I think you're speaking to acquaintances, those people you see occasionally and it's a good time when you do and you don't value the friendship enough to be like constantly checking in and finding new experiences for you to share and expressing appreciation proactively and supporting them because they're like a tier three in your mind. So you invest accordingly. And I'm saying tier three arbitrarily having acquaintances, people you're cool with. And I get that. But that means you're getting what you want for the level that you're putting into it. And that's fine. You only have so much time and mental energy. Let's be honest. Not everybody can get all of you. That makes sense. But is that for all of your friends or for some? And my last question for you, if you've jumped on the low maintenance friendship train, 
Are you satisfied? If you're claiming low-maintenance friendships, but privately you would like more, then you don't want low-maintenance friendships. Now, I can speculate all day as to what's going on there, but I really hope we haven't gotten this watered-down version of friendship, and instead of questioning it and resisting it and being motivated by it to put forth more effort, we convinced ourselves that that's what we were really looking for anyway. Don't get caught up. Resist. (laughs) The culture might be shifting toward wanting friendships that you don't have to give much effort toward, but you get what you give and it's okay to want more, to plan new experiences for you guys to share, to take her flowers when she gets a new apartment, to offer to help her move before she has to ask, to join her at a doctor's appointment when she's especially nervous, to offer to read over a big report before she submits it to an overly critical boss, to put your cape down and allow other friends to finally give you some help. It's human to want things to come to you easily, but is it realistic? It's important to remember that those types of relationships don't exist in the way that we think they do. In fact, there's a research study that involved asking participants if they believed that making friends should be easy and organic or if it might require work. Five years after initially asking participants this question, the researchers discovered that those who said that friendship should be easy were experiencing greater feelings of loneliness than those who acknowledged it might take work. So the low-maintenance friendship might sound great in theory, but it's not always the best way to cultivate lasting, meaningful relationships. So before you write off effort as something that shouldn't be associated with your friendships, I want you to think about what you might be missing out on. Now, two caveats I want to note that are super important, okay? Because if you're like listening, you're like, ah, Danielle, I get you. But two caveats. One, I understand for some friendships, Y'all have been friends for so long, we're talking like 10, 20 years, that it almost feels like you've earned the right to, uh, you know, check in when you can and you don't feel compelled to, you know, to be super active all the time. I get that. I have those. So if you're using that to describe, like if you're using low maintenance friendship, you know, as a label to describe those relationships, I get that. My question there, though, is do you want more? Like if you could, you'd want more and you understand that it's requiring like this, you're giving it low effort, but you yearn for more. If you could, you'd be talking to her more or hanging with her more, but life just gets in the way. That's my first thought because I know for some of us, it's almost like we've kind of earned that. Um, I'm just going to motivate you here if I can and encourage you. I know sometimes we get comfortable and we get on like a, um, like a, what do they call those settings when you're driving? Autopilot. And we get on autopilot (laughs) and we're so used to doing like the semi-annual check-ins. Can I encourage you to find a way that's not super throwing you out of your comfort zone, but to sprinkle in a little more. And we're not necessarily talking about always getting together. This could be like, you know, being a little more active about verbalizing specific things you appreciate about her. This could look like putting a day on the calendar to actually meet up, like especially if she's a long distance friend, to pour into your relationship because research shows that it's super powerful to have shared experiences, you know? So so actively thinking about ways that you can infuse more energy um, into the low maintenance, long time friendship that we sometimes take for granted. Okay, that's my first thought. First little caveat. The second one is when I say invest or maintain, I what do you think of? Because I'm big for putting an illustration to to phrases that we're using a lot because I notice that sometimes we're walking around here having conversations about different things but using the same language. Okay? 
when we talk about putting in effort, that doesn't necessarily mean, oh, let me do my daily call with her. Let me figure out a time to hang out. Effort can even be emotional. Like I'm doing the emotional work required to maintain this friendship. I'm pushing past my my temptation to keep things to myself and maintain a, a an appearance of self-sufficiency. I'm going to push past my temptation to do that. And I'm going to allow myself to open up and be vulnerable and tell my friends I actually need help. That's effort. Effort means trying. Effort can look like, you know, mentally telling yourself, okay, I need to check in on her more because she sounded, she sounded off during our last conversation. I'm going to follow up with her. That's mental effort. So effort just means trying. So it's just a thought. I've been thinking about it. So just, just a thought I'm throwing out there. And I encourage you to take this conversation and go have it with your friends or acquaintances, huh? right? Because we can differentiate. And just keep that dialogue going. Get other people's thoughts. And I hope that you treat this podcast this way that you're not tuning in to see like what does Danielle say what is this right or wrong let me hear what Danielle says or whatever or maybe I'm flattering myself to think I would even be an authority in that space I hope that you're coming here and you're like "Mm, okay interesting I never thought about it like that let me go take this conversation to other people in my life and just kind of start putting it out there because if we're all doing that I think eventually it will help us to collectively reframe the way that we think about and approach our friendships we'll see them as serious business we'll recognize them as something that has super impact impact on our physical, mental, and emotional health. We'll be more forgiving. We'll be equipped to manage conflict together. You know, we'll be more resilient emotionally when it comes to making new friends. That's my prayer with the with the purpose of the show. Okay, so if you find yourself sometimes listening, you're like, mm, I disagree. That's great. Can you go tell somebody else why you disagree with what you just heard? To keep the conversation going. Okay, you got that. So as your new official friendship coach, here's your homework listen closely. I want you to think about the friendships that you really, really enjoy. Then I want you to identify what specific elements of that friendship make it so wonderful. I want you to take that response and I want you to find a way to actively, intentionally infuse that into your other friendships. It's an easy three-step process for stepping up your other friendships. So I'm not telling you specifically what to do here. You would identify that using an ideal model that you have in your life. So step one, what's a friendship you just absolutely love that you currently have? Step two, identify the elements of that friendship that make it so amazing. And step three, find a way to replicate that in your other friendships. I think that might be a very subtle, simple shift toward actively maintaining your other friendships without feeling burdened and overwhelmed. Try it and let me know how it goes. Come over and chat with me on Instagram at friendforward. I'd love to hear your thoughts. And um, you can also visit us, of course, anytime at betterfemalefriendships.com. So until then, you know that I'll be right here rooting for you always on your ongoing journey toward better female friendships. Until next time.